you want to start? Try to start. What's up, guys? It's episode forty plus twenty here. <laughs> Today we're gonna. <laughs> no, no, is no. it actually sixty? I had no idea. Yeah, it is. It is. Yeah. Nice, nice, nice. You want to introduce yourself? My name is your boy Hamza. You already know. You know how you know how the rap guys always say. You already know who it is, and then uh-huh. they say their name. You already know uh-huh. who it is. It's Hamza. I like how you explained the joke before you even said the joke. That's good. That's good. This is the other person. I'm all it. Let's go. This is one of those things where it's like someone had to. Uh, I don't know how to begin this topic actually, but it's a bit of follow up. I well, like, ages ago we talked about like Punjabi. You know, we, we we talked about languages a lot, especially early on. We talked about them a lot, a lot. I also talked. We also talked about like our New Year goals and stuff. Yeah. And mine was like I had a New Year's theme of like development. And also, we should probably talk about that later, like you know, some sort of follow up later on about like what our goals for next year are, since we're already at the tail end now. Jeez, time flies. I know it's crazy to me that it feels like just a couple of weeks ago we talked about what our goals were. Or should I say, time sinks. Hey. I didn't even think about that, like how it's obviously a fly is sink. You yep. fly through the air and sink through the water. Anyways, one of those things was it's like I wanted to get better at Punjabi because like Punjabi is pretty poor. Like it's enough to get by, but like. You know, that's, I want more than that. And so I just got like a, t- uh, a book. I went to my local library and just got a book on Punjabi. I just, just like, busted out a book. <laughs> you I got a why. book on Punjabi, bro? You know, you already have the best resource, which is your parents and everyone that everyone that you know. I don't know where it is. Something about like books just work for me. Even though I hate reading, like the way books teach just work for me in terms of like learning stuff. I don't know where it is. I don't know. That's, what, that's the only reason I did like decent in school. It's not because I was smart, but just because of the way schools teach is works for the way I learn. That's nah, bro, it. Bro, you're smart. And also, also, <laughs> but languages are different though because, you know, immersion and all, that kind of stuff, right? Yeah, but I, I can do that. Like I can learn the things from the book and then apply them through immersion with my parents and my community and stuff. That's fine. But I just like that first step, I need that like a bunch of notes essentially. Okay, okay. But the thing is this book, there was like one line that like I just kind of zipped past and like reread to make sure I wasn't going crazy. It said that Punjabi is a tonal language, which oh, really? I, I, yeah, which I don't, I still don't believe, honestly, like, but probably just like, that's not right. Punjabi is not a tonal language. Like, I was like, there's no languages like in India that are tonal languages, as far as I know. And, if, but like, I looked online, I looked at a bunch of sources and like, they, they often much agree that, yeah, Punjabi is the only Indo-Aryan tonal language. Yo, can you give me an example? Like, okay. Do you have any The example that all of them show, which to me doesn't feel like an example, it's, it's weird, but like. Because the thing is, apparently, like, I, I didn't really thought about it, but what does it mean to be a tonal language? Like, oh, you change your tone, right? But the word is the same. It's just the tone changes it. But in Punjabi, the tone changes, but so does the letter. And so in my head, that's why I didn't feel like a tonal language. Even now, it still doesn't, because, like, oh, it's two different letters. But really, it is because it's, te- it's considered the same sound, different tone. Okay. And so, like, one example is, like, if you want to ask someone to do something, you always say, you know, do it. It would be, kar. But if you want to say house, it's kar. Are these the same words at all? Or no, I, no, I can't even tell the difference. Can you say it again? Oh, uh, okay. Uh, it's also like, I'm even just mispronouncing it because I put W still poor. You know, that's why I'm trying to develop it. But it's like, okay. So I'll, just do like, I'll go back and forth. Do it. Kar. House. Kar. That's the same exact to me. Okay. Because well, okay, another thing is in Urdu... Do it is kar, just like the same, or mm-hmm. karo if you're being polite, and yeah, yeah. and house is gar, like with that's the, the thing with the g sound. 
that's the weird thing is like in Punjabi it's written with the G letter essentially but for some reason in this like this is one of those words where when the when that letter that G letter is used in the front of a word it makes a higher pitched ka sound than the regular ka sound okay this is super interesting because uh, i haven't i haven't heard this kind of example because you know when i think of tonal language i think of chinese or yeah. japanese mandarin's like the go to tonal language yeah, and even I, the book says like punjabi only has three tones essentially compared to like mandarin which has like a bunch it has rising it has like five or something yeah yeah, but it, it only has like it has a high tone, a low tone, and like a regular tone, and that's and it. Like it's it's much simpler. When I think of tones, I think of it like because in Japanese they have a, like they have ame, and they have ame or something it's like one of those two means like rain and candy. So I don't know which one is which, but you see what I'm going with, right? It's it's the same word sound, but it's it's a little, out you know, a little different here and there. Yeah, I feel like that that one's like there's a that one's these feel obvious. For some, reason, for some reason, Punjabis are like super subtle, but they matter, and so like that's what makes it a tonal language. Even though to me, like I said, like it doesn't feel like a tonal language because it's as far as I'm concerned, they're different letters. Like they're straight. Like when you write them, they're different letters. So in my head, like oh, it's a different word. It can't be a tonal language because they're two different words. In my head, oh, a tonal language is one where the words are the same but the tone changes the meaning. But apparently that's not exactly that, how it that's, works. Yeah, that's what I thought too. Yeah. But I guess technically, even though it's in Punjabi, we distinguish it with a different letter. I guess because of the way your tongue works, it's considered the same sound, different pitch. And therefore, it's a different tone. And there's tonal. Do you have another example? I, the thing is, like, the examples they give are like ones that I can't pronounce properly. Because I have, the thing is, like, I speak Punjabi with like an American accent. And so a lot of those tones are actually lost mostly. Yeah. But when my dad does it, like, he can see, like, I can be like, oh yeah, I, I, can, I can hear it. Can you like send a recording? <laughs> send a recording? <laughs> Saying, kar, kar. Kar, 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 kar. It's definitely tonal. It's the tonal? Like you agree it's tonal now? Uh, easily. Yeah, definitely. In fact, it's so okay. obvious. I don't know why, why Why I'm not even thinking about it. It's, it's obvious. Like, oh, it's obviously tonal? Yeah, like now, now I'm thinking about it. like, yeah, of course. But because maybe I'm just mispronouncing it. You know, it's, uh, you know, to do, kar, and home is kar. You're not pronouncing it right, William. Sorry. I'm not pronouncing it right? Okay, maybe. I also slur my words together just in general, even in English. So. Oh, in Punjabi too? Yeah, yeah. My, my, my pronunciation is just terrible in general. You know, I always considered Punjabi cursive Urdu. <laughs> what? I, I, growing up, that's what I felt like it was, cursive Urdu. So yeah, it makes sense. Yeah, that was really interesting. It was like, just, just because I chose to develop, you know, year development, chose to develop Punjabi, I found out something about my language that even my parents were like, they, they were like, is it really? And then we look at some of the examples in the books, and it's like, yeah, I guess it is. It must be. Like, it checks out. Yeah, it definitely checks out. All right, statistic time. So we talked about Black Friday. Yep. And we, you know, we talked about, like, you know, what we do. We talked about this year, our experiences regarding it. And I talked about how I felt like sometimes that there were less people than I expected, like, at yeah. all. Yeah. And so I looked at some, some of the stats regarding, like, this year's Black Friday compared to, like, previous ones. And so, apparently, COVID still having an effect because Black Friday it was down twenty eight percent compared to twenty nineteen numbers. Oh, which so grant? What does that mean again? Like basically, there's twenty eight percent less people this year went to Black Friday shopping than there were back in twenty nineteen Black Friday. So is like, am I fair? Is That's, it fair to say is there, if there was a hundred people that went last year, there are twenty eight less. So there would be. Is that how that works? Yeah, 72 people. Okay. 
Okay. This is how percentages work, Hamza. Yes. No, I don't. I'm always get this confused. People always like, actually, you gotta do this. Like, you know, you know. I, I don't know. It's, 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 it's weird. Like something about like percent droppage and stuff is like confusing. Cause yeah. like you know, hundred percent more is double. Yeah. Right. Like it's like yeah. So it's kind of weird like that. It is a great improvement from COVID because that's it was still forty seven point five percent more than it was during twenty twenty. Jeez, forty seven percent more than twenty twenty. But how much was the drop of twenty twenty from twenty nineteen? I don't think I, I I can't do that math. I don't know if myself to say if I can do it. You want you want to try? You want to try? No, no, it's okay. It's okay. But you know you know you you get what I'm getting at with this, right? Yeah, yeah. Like twenty twenty must have been a huge drop. Yeah. Because like if it's t- if it's still twenty eight percent lower, it is a huge drop than it was before COVID, and we're still doing forty seven percent better than during COVID during COVID. Then that's huge. I think you forgot that air quotes don't translate to the podcast. Listen, <laughs> you know, English is also a tonal language sometimes, you know? You got to listen to the oh. tone of the way I say words, you know? I, I don't okay, hear- to you, people figured out, like, when I, when I when someone repeats a word and then enunciates weirdly, that's an air quote. That's no, an that, audio that's, air that's, quote. That's just the editing mistake. <laughs> <laughs> that's an editing error that got in. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Although they do say that, I, I think I don't understand how they decide what counts as Black Friday. Because they, this news article, they asked an expert. And they were like, oh, it's clear that shoppers are shopping earlier this season. Not just on Black Friday. <laughs> Sorry, well, was, they're like, yeah, what do you do for a living? Yeah, I'm an expert on Black Friday. What, what is that supposed to mean? <laughs> no, he's a... The first thing specifically is like Senior Director of Global Retail Consulting at Sensormatic, which is just like one of those companies that get, it collects data basically for retailers. Oh, okay. Never mind. He got me there. Yeah, so he's like, this is just like some random dude. Okay, here's here's the one that surprised me the most. Because we thought, oh, it must be less because people must be just buying more online this year. Yeah, yeah. Right? I agree. This is the first year where online sales were less than the previous year. 2020 had more online sales than it did. Nah, dude, this... that's not a big deal, though. Because because last year you couldn't go in person, so they had to buy online. They had to. But this they year, had to. some 20% or whatever is like, screw it, I'll go because I want to get out of here. You know what I'm saying? I, I, yeah, exactly, what, exactly. So I can totally see like why it would be less, but this I find this is like, the first time it's ever happened. Like ever since like once online shopping became common, more common, or just became an option, it's always been up, 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 up. But here's the thing: the number that went down, this in 2021, it was 8.9 billion. That's lower from last year's 9 billion. Bro, you gotta be tripping me right now. That, that's that's just the what, what's the what's the what's the, what is it called? Really? The uh... rounding the error percentage, yeah, exactly. What is the what is the what is the null? The null, like, are we, you know, are we taking the null? You know what I'm saying? Like, you know what I'm saying here? What the hell are you talking about, dude? Oh, the hypothesis. Are we something? accepting or rejecting the null hypothesis, Maldives? Oh my god. Okay. <laughs> What's the z score? I, I, I didn't expect the goddamn stat jokes to come out of it. <laughs> <laughs> no, but to, I mean, to be fair, like, it's one of those things where like you can kind of lose like how much money that is because it's a decimal place. That's a hundred million dollars. No, that's bro, not that's nothing. Not, that, wait, hundred million. Yeah, yeah. A thousand million is a billion. Oh, you're talking about billion dollars. Jeez, Louis has a lot of money. What the heck? Yeah, that one decimal, that point one, that's a lot. But that's how much what's the percentage of that though? Percentage wise is Oh that's that's nothing. <laughs> yeah, so it's like uh, It's a lot of money, yeah, but Percentage wise, yeah. And like I said, like this is including the fact that people had no choice last year. Whereas this year they technically had more of a choice. Yeah. And yeah. yet still it was only a point one drop. Is is this including just the Friday? Is it I think it's inc- like a week it looks before? like it's including the weekend. Like Thursday included, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. That counts as Black Friday. Everything before and after that don't count, apparently. 
Okay. Okay. That's very interesting. I I can't wait to see next year's numbers. I'm curious to know too. Like I, I totally thought that like after COVID, it just really wouldn't go back up again in terms of in person. Like they would go up a bit, but even this seems like way more than I thought it would. I think I thought all of it would just transfer over to online to stay online. I really wish people would use this time, and a lot of companies have already been doing it, but still to make their online infra- infrastructure like just so much stronger. I mean, yeah, I feel like COVID. Like if you didn't do that, you you died. No, but a yeah, lot of companies they did it, but to like a like it's like a band aid. You know, they weren't really thinking about scalability or like sustainability. They were well, just it was like, also eh. like red alert. We need something now, otherwise we won't exist in a week. So they just kind of hobbled something together. Yeah, that's fair. That's yeah, interesting. That's like, so I guess Black Friday is still around. It's more around than I thought it was. I thought like it was like it was basically dying on its way out. Yeah, I thought the same thing. Well, I don't think it was dying, but certainly in person. That's it. Quick update on Black Friday. It's still a thing. Black Friday kind of has to exist because of Christmas. I bet I bet a lot of people do their Christmas shopping on Black Friday. But then it's like it'll just it'll just get mixed in with like the holiday sales. It just won't be its own separate thing anymore. There won't be like Black Friday sales. It'll just be like it's the start of the holiday sales. Yeah, but uh, come on, dude. There has to be people that spend they buy Christmas presents during Black Friday. Yeah, I, I do agree that they'll be like, okay, I'll wait till Black Friday to buy Christmas gifts or whatever. You know, Christmas, Hanukkah, all the other ones. But I just don't think that it has to be like Black Friday. It could just be like, oh, this, you know, the the day after Thanksgiving happens to be the day the holiday sales start and when they're the best. Like it won't be like there won't be this distinction between Black Friday versus holiday shopping. It'll all just like bleed together into just one giant sales season, which it already mm-hmm. kind of is. Like the holiday season is kind of like its own thing, anyways. I guess I don't really shop during, like what you say the holiday season is. So I don't really. Well, you I also don't celebrate like any winter holiday, right? Exactly. That involves buying things for others. Exactly. So that's what I'm saying. I didn't. I don't. I don't. Re- I didn't realize that's the that they even have big sales during that time. They do. They do. Christmas sales are a pretty big deal too. It's like, it's like at the end of the year, it just comes like this. If you want to buy something, that's the time to buy it. Quarter four sales. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Anyways, let's move on to the next topic. So, as you probably heard in the last episode, we're gonna talk about Niantic today. I'm not going to yell goddamn Niantic because that hurt my throat last time. So we're having like a post-recording conversation and we just kept that in because it was just, it was just too funny. But I'm not going to scream this time because man, that hurt. But we're going to talk about Pokemon Go. And it's one of those interesting things. Pokemon Go faces a very interesting challenge during COVID that Pokemon most other... go to the polls. Okay, sorry. Oh my, every time. Every time. <laughs> I have to remind everyone. About By the it. way, just so you, just so the audience knows, isn't just on the during the podcast. It's every time we talk about Pokemon Go. <laughs> if I mention Pokemon Go any time, he has to make that joke every single time. You have to be reminded, Amuli. Okay, go ahead. Anyways, so yeah, Pokemon Go faces like a very interesting dilemma that because like we were talking about how 2020 was like a great year for video games. They made an obscene amount of money that year compared to other years. You know, it's not like crazy, crazy because like you know, video games have been constantly trending upward and stuff. But it was like a especially spectacular year because everyone was at home but pokemon go faces the opposite problem because the game is centered on going outside and it's hard to do when it's illegal to go outside so pokemon go implemented a bunch of features to make it easier to play the game from home it's still like you're still recommended to go outside and play the game but but you, you, you could theoretically play the game open it up once a day and get some enjoyment out of the game enough to like come back the next day you know so you don't have to you don't have to walk outside or anything no you still do they added stuff like like they implemented like one of the features they changed is one which is the one we're going to be talking about mostly is that they increased the interactivity distance 
So to expand Pokestops, you originally had to be 40 meters away. That got doubled to 80 meter radius. What is that in American units? <laughs> uh, 120 feet to 240 feet. Oh, all right. Thank you. You good? You good? Done. <laughs> Anyways. Hey, most of our changes? audience is in America, Multi. That's, that's true. We got a little bit in Sweden, but no. Nah, nah. That's that's the weird one. I don't know, I don't know who, that, who that one Swede is. It's just like, hey, these time sync guys. Anyways, so the interesting thing was they, they changed that. They also changed a bunch of other stuff too. Like they made it easier to, before you had to like walk a certain distance to you do the online PvP mode. That's not the case anymore. You can just go in. Like you, you can just go in as much as you want, basically. They made it so that a Pokemon guaranteed to spawn the first time you open the game every day. Like you're guaranteed That's to spawn nice. no matter what. That's nice. So you just have about, something about, to catch. What about hatching your eggs? The egg didn't change. The eggs was the one thing they didn't change. And they also gave you basically what is essentially a free Pokestop spin. Where if you go into the shop per day, there'll be something free there. That you can just open it and be like, around the stuff you get from like one Pokestop spin. So enough to keep your supply replenished to catch the one free catch per day. You know, so they try to implement these things so that people will keep playing the game when you can't go outside. Some nice change. But yeah. of course, a year goes by. And I'm sure th- this probably affected Niantic's profit margins and stuff, right? So a year goes by, and eventually they start taking those out back again. So, like, you know, it goes back to the way the game was before. And I thought this was going to... I knew people were going to complain. Like, I totally... Like, I'm sure Niantic knew people were going to complain. Yeah, yeah. But what surprised me the most is they only complained about one thing. Like, everything else to kind of, like, let slide. But the one thing they refused to, like, let go was the increased distance. For some reason... Like, I say for some reason. They give a lot of reasons, but... The ability to spin a Pokestop from twice as far away was something they just, they lost their mind over. Like, they got really upset. Why? And they did what most people who, they, I guess the thing, I couldn't really understand it. Cause I'm like, it, it gets useful. Yeah, like, I'm like, oh, I can reach a Pokestop that's, like, slightly further away. <laughs> right? Like, I don't have to, like, cut across the grass and get the Pokestop. I can just, you know, stay on the sidewalk and reach it. Yeah, yeah. But there were actually some really good arguments. But basically, this is the one that they, they, did, they made a petition, which people always joke about, like, interpretations that never work. I guess this one worked because they did. Now it's permanent. They made it permanent now. Internet petition worked. What the heck? I know, crazy, right? Internet petition actually worked. Uh, it had a hundred and ninety-six thousand signatures. Oh my god, dude! That many people still play the game, dude. Stop. This one goes like one of the highest-grossing games every month in the app store. Grossing, no joke. Like, I don't. I don't even talk about grossing. That's just whales, dude. Oh, that's true. That's true. But still, you need to have a you have a large number of whales to get that much money. It's crazy. But yeah, but they made it permanent. Like it's now a permanent change. A bunch of uh, YouTubers who make Pokemon Go content on their Twitters and stuff, they all, like, shared... They started using the same hashtag, of course. Typical Twitter stuff. And they all, like, shared this exact same picture of, like, a document. Explain... Basically trying to rationalize why it's a good thing. Like, why this distance thing matters to more than just... Oh, it's a bit less inconvenient to go out of the way. And this had three main points. There's safety. Basically, it's this whole document. It'll be in the show notes. I'll leave, like, a link to one of the Twitter posts. And it, the main points were safety, accessibility, and respect. And so they basically go into there's, there's a lot of detail in this. They talk about how, like, the respect one is the one that I feel like is the easiest sell. It's just that sometimes focused out just by the nature of the game, or like some some of them are like in graves or gravestones or something, or they're like in a building that's like supposed to be like a a place of like worship or something, or in the Pentagon, or in the Pentagon maybe possibly I don't know. And I heard that was a thing, but I don't yeah, know if that's actually like true. There was one right in the middle of the Pentagon. Yeah. And so, basically, they're able to spin those Pokestops. I have to like, intrude in those spaces. So like, I was like, okay, that's that's a, that's a. I like that one. That's a good one. Yeah, that's like, that was like that's like the easy, easy, easiest stuff. It's like that's the one like most people would be like, yeah, that's true. It's like you know, and the other two accessibility 
and safety accessibility is the second like i feel like easiest argument just because like people talk about how like because of disabilities they have limited mobility and sometimes these focus stops will be you have to go through a path that's more not to say treacherous but more difficult for them to traverse or or in places that are like say not wheelchair accessible but you could like walk up the hill to get it and stuff like that and so typically okay, those focus okay. stops can be reached with the increase in see now like, uh, also like, yeah, i can see i can see it yeah i can right? see there's these are some good reasons. It's not like one of those like yeah, hey, exactly. you know, I don't want I want to do less work kind of deal. From this is this that's is the, that's something I got when I first said it was like oh these people just like come on like right just walk the extra distance you know, but now it's like okay you know what I can see it I can see it, and the last one was the safety which is like the one that I feel like I mean it's it's still a good sell but like I guess it's you know rule of threes they need one more reason right and safety is an easy easy sell yeah. for like a company because it's bad PR if they aren't taking care of their customer safety. It's just talking about like how sometimes it's dangerous to reach those points of interest you know they could be under construction for example or they could be across the street or something like these, they, these are it promotes dangerous behavior essentially which i feel like kind of falls on the player's point but like that's me that's not me that's not so bad anymore but when the game first came out and everyone and their moms were playing the game it was dangerous because people would be hiding out near the pokestops and like robbing people because they knew they would go there i remember this they would like they would put lures which attract Pokemon, and in this case, real human beings with expensive smartphones. There you go. So this is actually a really good feature. But nowadays, when not that many people play it, still a lot of people play it, of course. But but the biggest one under safety was just COVID. Like as you know, this is a year afterwards, so it's not as big of a deal to most people. But it still wasn't gone. It's still not gone, right? It's like yeah, it still is impacting people's lives enough that like if people who are immunocompromised have to take extra measures still. So if you know if you, if you can't interact with a gym, you can't do a raid because you're too far away. But there's too many people at that gym for you to safely go to without potentially risking your personal health. It's like, so like in the end, I was actually like genuinely convinced. I was like, oh yeah, this is these are like real arguments, you know? Yep. And so now it kind of makes sense why like it worked. Like they changed it permanently, and I was just so astonished that like a real internet petition like. It worked, you know. I I always hear with these stations that they go nowhere ninety nine point nine percent of the time. Yeah. I I almost wanna I almost wanna download the game again because it did so good, but then I realized no. Like I don't like the I don't like the leveling system. Wait, what level are you? Are you level forty yet? No, I'm still at level forty. But that's because I, I you know, I kinda of fell off the grind when I realized I wasn't gonna make it, so I'm like, okay. I let, I let it go. But another recent thing happened like between between like when I wanted to talk about this, because this is a while ago now. Like it was officially made permanent like before the reason that I say it's more permanent now than it was before because like they, they made an announcement like shortly afterwards like yeah we're going to leave it in now but what I feel like made really made it permanent to me is because during this increased distance time if you opened up the game the radius that you because the game shows you what your radius is of interactivity with like a glowing circle that expands and stops at the limit that stayed at that stayed at the original distance so from your game's perspective it kind of looked like the circle stopped short but you can still spin the Pokestop oh. now they've implemented in the new update that the, the circle, the animation actually f- correctly reflects the increased distance, which I feel like solidifies that this is a permanent change now. Nice, nice. I'm th- in before next year. Pokemon Go two just got just got now. <laughs> uh. But yeah, another reason I wanted to bring up Nantic just because this happened recently, so I thought I'd just throw it in there. And it's like it just goes to prove my theory that Niantic isn't a game company; they are an AR company that makes games. Ooh, conspiracy theory. And it's because they recently released, like, a dev kit for AR. It's called, like, Lightship. So you can, like, go online. You can download the AR kit to, like, mess around with and develop in. And it's, like, oh, it's, to me, it's always obvious, like, okay, yeah, this, this is, like, proof, like, Antic is an AR company. They want to map out the entire world. 
right? And they want to create software that can integrate real like real places with digital objects. And some of the stuff, like I know this is all press conference stuff, so it's obviously like pre-approved footage and it's like highly yeah. polished. But some of the stuff is like pretty impressive. Like right now in Pokemon Go, when you first, like when Pokemon Go was big, all AR really did was just kind of like lock it in the sky, the Pokemon in the sky. Yep. So if you like looked away and looked back, it would still be there, but it wasn't, it wasn't like interacting with the ground or anything. It was just kind of... And I, I never even used it, you know? Oh yeah, no one uses it. No, no one still, still no one uses it because like, it's more difficult to use than just... Uh, <laughs> But still, but now they have like AR, they call it AR plus. Now it's just like basic AR now. It actually locks it into the ground. So you, you just scan the area around you a bit. And then you tap on the screen, the Pokemon will appear on that ground. And you can like walk away from it and it'll get smaller on the screen because you're further away from it. Or you can get right up against its face. And like it'll look huge because it takes up the entire screen because it's so close to it. And walk around. And then they implemented that two people can do it side by side. So you have to like, it's kind of weird though. It's kind of clunky. You have to like get both phones, literally put them side by side and move them the exact same way to calibrate. But once it's calibrated, two people can move around and look at the same 3D object from different perspectives at the same time. Oh, dude, that's crazy. That's it's crazy, crazy, right? And like, uh, like that, that's like, nobody would put that much effort if it was just like, into a feature that no one really uses, honestly. Like no one uses these features that much. But Niantic is pushing them because as far as I'm concerned, they're an AR company. And well, that's, that's not their... the biggest reason, dude. They make you scan real life objects. Okay. Yeah, this is, I think, I've even mentioned this earlier too. Like, yeah. th now they, they, re they implemented quests into the game. And one of the quests you can get, which usually give the best rewards, is just you point the camera at the Pokestop and you just kind of look around the neighborhood or whatever, near where the Pokestop is marked, and they just record that data. It's just crowdsourcing data. That's so, it's like, that shouldn't be in the game, dude. To be fair, that's all Pokemon Go really was, honestly, too, and as far as I'm concerned. It was always resourced, data collection. They figured out, you know, where cities are. People who submitted Pokestops, you can now submit Pokestops too, by the way. And their first game, Ingress, is where they got all the original Pokestop data from, was the same thing. They were just, but before it was just photos and locations, you know, this fountain is here. Now it's, this fountain is here. Here's like a full 360 view of what's around the fountain. That's all. It's like, it's just a, a more from the same thing, though. Like, it means that it's, there's no, no dude, difference, honestly. This, this, having the players do your dirty work, and I'm not even getting paid for this, no bueno. I mean, you are. You gain, you gain the items, dude. That's I'm getting the fake money. online currency. I don't need those electrons flipping those bits here and there. You know, I don't... I, I need... It's not enough for me. Yeah, but... And now, like, looking at Lightship, which I, I assume they're going to implement this stuff in the Pokemon Go eventually, too. Because I, I, I find this stuff super fascinating. They even... Even in the press conference release, they talk about Metaverse, which is like, uh, I hate that they, you know... No, that's good. I really hope Metaverse becomes one of those things where the term is lost from the company. Like, Metaverse won't be associated with Facebook. You know, Meta... It'll just become like the term for the thing. Kind of like, you know, dumpster was originally a company name, but now it just means a dumpster, right? The more you know, I guess. Yeah, exactly. Or Kleenex is like the go-to example. Kleenex yeah, is like, yeah, it's, yeah. it's facial tissues, but Kleenex is the name brand. It's the go-to word. I hope Metaverse kind of comes with the same thing, where it's like this open source thing that Facebook doesn't own, but who knows, you know, future will tell. I don't even mind if Facebook owns it, bro. Just, I need Metaverse right now kind of deal. Hamza, Dude, imagine Hamza, playing Hamza. Pokemon Go as glasses. And then I wouldn't even turn the AR off. Just keep it on because you would just see the Pokemon. You don't have to keep scanning. I feel like at that point, there wouldn't even be an option to turn it off. It's like, that's how you play the game. That is the game. That would be, that would be insane. Amazing. This is, this, honestly, the most impressive thing I saw in that press release was, again, cleaned up footage, PR approved, right? Is they can scan an area and they can like throw virtual objects and they'll bounce along the ground. Like it can scan the ground enough that it can bounce along it and it can bounce off the wall. It can scan that this is a wall and judge its distance and have the object bounce off of things now. And like that's mind like that's like it's, a, it's just a depth map dude it's a depth map it is it is it's literally all it is but the fact that they're able to like use it actually and like actually like live interact once again 
If you look at the press conference, they, they, they keep the camera pretty stationary. They, they move very little. But it does work. Like they can throw objects and they'll bounce off things in the room. And it's like, it's so cool. But, you know, Nantix and AR companies is going on to say. No, it's very impressive. I, I can't wait to see what they'll do with it. I really hope they don't, like, just move away from Pokemon Go. And, like, I, not, that they, not that they shouldn't do Pokemon Go stuff, but do something with that, with this technology. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, beyond just games, is it you're saying? Like, you yeah, might yeah. Be more than just games? Okay. They have actually released more games since, by the way. They, they obviously aren't as popular as Pokemon Go by any stretch of the imagination, but they have released more. Like, there was a Harry Potter one that came out, like, a couple years ago now. Yeah, I played a little bit of it. The Wizard yeah. of the World of Harry Potter. That's the brand name, though, right? That's not actually the name of the game, was it? It's like Wizards Unite or something. Yeah, Wizards Unite, exactly. Yeah. I, mean, I think the IP is called The Wizarding World of Harry Potter. Yeah. Which is a like, terribly clunky IP name, but whatever. But they also released like, a recent one. I guess I guess Nintendo like likes working with them because they made they released another Nintendo centered product. It was like Pikmin Bloom, which I don't know anything about. But it's the same thing where like, you walk around. In the, you, it's one of those games you walk around in the real world, and you know, it's just another way for them to map more data. It's just you know that's fuck and it's Pikmin themed. And I think I think I think the game incentivizes more walking than it does like actually interacting with things. You just kind of walk around. And it it does things in the background basically. Niantic is still making games, but I just don't consider them a game company, man. I just don't. I know this section is mostly just me rambling, but it's, you know, these are things I just want to get off my chest. And the uh, podcast is the perfect place to do it. It is a perfect place. And this, I, we just need to see what they'll, what they'll come up with. I just have really bad feelings because of Pokemon Go, but I'm sure it'll be great. So we're going to be talking about our favorite... I was, I was going to say, like, you know, there's League of Legends. There's the, what is it, the, the FIFA World Cup for soccer or football. There's uh, American football. There's all these sports that no one really cares about, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> but obviously, the most important one is the World Chess Championship, of course. Yeah, everybody knows when that comes around. Exactly. Everyone knows. Everyone's following Every three all the years, top right? players. Every three years. Two years. <laughs> two years. But actually, the format changes every once in a while. So And COVID kind of messed it up a little bit. But normally, it's two years. That's... Why? How did COVID mess that up? It's not even like a... this, this bus on a laptop. There's a, there's a chessboard right there. I'm about to explain a lot of things that was going to shock you today. Okay, Mali. Okay. <laughs> shock me. People think of chess like... Chess is a very traditional game. Okay. Oh, God. Like, okay. I'm talking, let's wear a suit. Like, let's wear a suit. Let's wear... Let's 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 look good. Let's, you know... Like, it's not like a wear whatever... No you like girls th- allowed. Very traditional. No, no. Girls girls are allowed. Yeah, they're allowed. But uh, are they, it's, I assume it's, it's separate, wasn't it? No, 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 that, like... no, 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 dude. The way the separation works is... Girls are allowed to participate in all the men's, like, men's only. They're not men's only. All the girls are allowed. But in the girls only, only the girls are allowed. That doesn't make it better, Hamza. Like, I guess, like, it's semi-better. Like, that. there's an option for, like, co-ed or, co- like, together, co-op, I guess you could say. I don't know what the word is. It's basically there's one championship everyone gets to go in there. Then there's a separate one that only women can go into. Because they want to see who the top women are. But that doesn't mean that, the, actually, you know what? There is a woman chess championship, though. Basically, they're making the assumption that the top one's gonna be a guy, because they always right. Are. And yeah, it's always been that way. But it's like they're just like, oh, they're like, oh, we're so sure that's always gonna be a guy. We'd have a separate tournament or a separate set just for girls only, so we can figure out who the best girl is. Like at that point, it would be better if you had all three: boy only, girl only, and together. Honestly, just do the together one and drop the other two. No, because the together one is only the boy only, and they do the girl only because the girls. There's not enough. I, I don't want to say, you know, I don't want to get into that. But the girl, there just aren't any girls in the in in the in the together one. But girls do want to participate in it. So there's they they're adding this 
this section so that women can also do it, right? That's that's. I would think that's a good thing because they're adding, they're allowing. They're like, okay, well, let's see what the top. What, what do you mean players. the big the big one is boys only? You just said girls could join it. What I, what I'm what I'm what I'm saying is like, you're saying there's three cat. You should have three categories, right? The boys only, the girls only, and then all together. But what I'm saying is the all together is just the boys category, because there's only boys in there anyways. Like not that not the girls are not allowed. It's just that they never qualify. Oh, uh, okay. It's one of those situations. Okay, they just haven't. And just no, no one really, not a single woman's been able to like. First of all, I'm not sure if that's true, so don't don't take my word for it because I don't think that's true. Because there is a there is a woman chess championship, so and I don't know if there's if this is the official men's world championship because we just call it the world championship. So I don't know for sure. Don't don't okay. quote me on that. There's one. a lot of stuff we don't know about. So it's like okay. But I'm pretty sure that women can participate, but they just never qualified. I think that's the same for American football. I think that's one of those things. It's like the rules don't explicitly state that women can't play. It's just that. It's a very physical sport that requires like a ton of testosterone, I guess. And again, I think there's no official rule that says women can't play, but it's also one of those things where like no one's ever tried to utilize that rule. No woman's ever gotten to that level of American football, I guess. Well, does anyone watch Squid Game? You don't choose just the you don't choose you don't choose just the men. Okay, anyway, anyways, so there's a lot of weird rules in chess. But before I get to that, so Emily, what do you know about the chess championship? Like, how do you assume it would be played? Okay, I'm imagining like a bracket system, and then there's like a okay. So I'm imagining like first of all, you get the people with the top score. Like if you have if you have top score based off the other tournaments, you're automatically qualified for this one. Then you play maybe some preliminary rounds where it's just like you play against a bunch of people. Whoever has the most wins, I guess, would be like move on to the real tournament. And tournament's just like a bracket system. You have like losers go down to the losers bracket and then are eliminated, and losers can work their way back up, I guess, into the regular bracket. And the regular bracket just whittles down to you to like two, and that's it. Standard story, right? But that's not how the chess world championship works. It's so it's not. it's very strange. Chess is all about a challenger and the defending champion. Okay, that's how that's how the that's how the world chess championship works. So here's here's the deal. Currently, Magnus Carlsen of Norway is the world chess champion. Okay, right now he is number one. As of recording, numero uno. I don't want people people getting confused. People are gonna get confused though. Because he, does that mean he's the number one rated? Technically, no. But he also is the number one rated. So there's a little bit of confusion here. There is an okay. official... I guess because ratings fluctuate more, whereas like the champion is locked in until the next tournament. Okay, perfect. The The rating system is by the official like organization, FIDE, FIDE, I don't know how to pronounce it. FIDE. Chess organization. They do the rankings. They also do the tournaments and whatnot. But you can become the world chess champion without having the highest rating okay so it's not it's kind of weird because you might just think like why not the highest rated players play against each other and then the best player will win or just give the highest rated player the number one chess champion he's the best player that's what i would think it's again once you when you reach the number one slot you're the champion now until someone else breaks your score that is not how they do it so what happened is magnus carlson is currently and he's also five time running right now i think like i had it here somewhere let me pull it up busting out the spreadsheet let's go Oh yeah, so Magnus Carlsen is the un- undisputed. There's another weird dispute. I don't, I don't, I don't go there. Oh, He's the undisputed okay, okay. world chess champion from 2013 to now. So almost 10 years. Yeah, that's pretty. That's, that's way more than I thought. What? I thought like is it, is it like five years? Like I can believe five years. Almost 10 years now. Oof. 10 years because it's not. It's, it doesn't happen. It doesn't happen uh, every like the cha- the championship doesn't happen every one year, right? It's every two years kind of deal. So it's a uh, you know. Um, but he beat, um, I believe it was Wiswanathan Anand from India. Okay, I have to ask a question that I know you won't know the answer to because it's so specific. 
Yeah. But I have to ask it just to get out there and put it into the world. If the if the person who's champion dies, like before the next tournament, are they still champion till the next tournament, or is it, is it like considered that you you're champion for like you know one and a half years because you died a half year before the next one? Do you, do you think they keep the title till the end of their term, or do they lose it the second they die? Because there's someone else, because no one else can be retitled until the next tournament, right? So is this nobody's a cha- no one's a champion? What do you think? Because like, I know you don't know the answer. There's no way you could just pull this out of nowhere because it's a stupid question. Yeah, I have no idea what the answer is. I'm assuming maybe they'll keep the title. I feel like he, yeah, I feel like he deserves the person deserves the title. They can keep it for the rest of the you know you know the dead. They can keep it for the next tournament. It's it's very I don't know. That's a good question actually. But there because there are rules. If you know if, if something happens or world champion or something, and then who takes over? But I don't I don't know the rules myself. But here here's how it works. Okay, for the, this is the chess world championship format. So first of all, if you are the current reigning world champion. You become the defending champion, and you are automatically qualified to the World Chess Championship next year. Okay, you're instantly in, guaranteed seat. There's only two seats. You are the what? defending one. Yeah, there's only you, and there's the challenger. Oh, so basically everything else is just like preliminary up until that. I was gonna say like, does he get a seat into the bracket? You're saying he gets a seat into the finals essentially. He doesn't have to do any tournaments, any nothing. He's immediately into the World Chess Champion next year because he oh, is wow, the okay. defender, and the whole tournament nonsense, you know, bracket stuff and different tournaments and you're this one and that one and blah, blah, blah. That is all to get into the candidates tournament. And I guess there's other ways to get into. Whoever wins that, they become the challenger. Okay, so you're competing against other to decide who is the best to challenge the king. Exactly. All right. That sounds pretty cool. It's cool, but I, it, it, makes, it makes, if you're the defending champion, you really have to defend your title. Yeah, so that's, that's, that's really cool. It's like, then it's like, oh, then that guy's just got to like, fight for it. Because I, I thought, like, oh, what happens like, if the champion gets eliminated like, in round three? And it's like, it's not as exciting. But if it's like, guaranteed at the end of this tournament, it's going to be king against challenger. It's like, oh, that's some, that's some drama right there. So, yeah, exactly. So this year, 2021, I think, yeah, 2021, it's, uh, I, was like, I was like, is it 2020's year? But 2021, it's Mar- Magnus Carlsen and Defender versus Ian, or I think it's Ian Nepomniachi. I don't know how to pronounce his name. Sorry, Nepo. These guys are the current people. So Magnus Carlsen from Norway, and Ian Nepo is from Russia, but he's not okay. allowed to play as a Russian. Oh, Russia, yeah, yeah, yeah. Of it's course. weird because it's not this is not the Olympics, I believe. This is this is the World Chess Championship, but because of what I, I wrote it down here, the World Anti-Doping Agency, because of the Olympics or whatever sanctions against Russia and other words like that, he can't compete under the Russian flag. So he has to compete under. The something Whoa. federation of Russia. Is, it, is this still? Is it, are you saying this is still tied to the whole Olympic fiasco? Yeah, 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 like yeah, still, yeah. Oh, what, what, what is he doping on? Adderall? Like, what do you? What? They have to take drug tests before their matches. Oh, so they want to take like mind enhancing supplements. I have no idea what they could be doing because, like, what, like, even if they are, like, what do you? I don't, I don't know. Honestly, I've got no idea. There might be drugs out there that actually make you smarter. You know, there might actually be a thing. Like, if you take this, you'll you'll be smarter. Just because you're smarter doesn't mean you'll win, though. This is it's like it's chess, you know. What uh, but same thing with like uh, steroids. Take steroids doesn't mean you're the fastest man in the world. You still got like uh, you know. steroids are a little different. You know what I'm saying? Okay, but anyways, anyways, basically these are the two guys right now, and it's the, the really it's the chess world championship isn't actually that exciting. Like okay, okay, um, this maybe this is a hot take, but it's not really that exciting for people like, like no me. One's, no one's, no one's gonna challenge you. It's fine. No one's gonna come over here and defend it. Because because the last like twenty some games have all been draws. Wait for like the, the the champion champion or you mean like just like like the the, the 
the challenger versus the champion or just like the preliminary stuff? No, 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 no. The challenger versus the champion. The world chess champion. Oh, that's super lame. Last year, or not last year, but the last tournament, all 12 games were draws. All 12 How many games, games did they play? Is it 12? Okay, so they take they change. I don't know why they always change the system up. It used to be it's like twelve games for the past whatever years, but this year is like fourteen year fourteen games. I I I don't know why. They're they trying to like the just make it so the ties can't happen. Probably they're like, oh, it's too many ties. Make it more games than one, then we'll just die of exhaustion. It'll be fine. Okay, you kind of foreshadowed here. That's good. So what happened? What? What, ha- what happened? Okay, hang on. Before we get there, before we get there. So what we have what we have here is um. A lot of ties. Okay, and it's not that fun to watch ties. But remember, do you remember the rules? If you get a tie, what happens? How do you, how do you break that tie? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a stupid thing where like you go to speed chess or something. Yes. Like, you basically go to a different game. Yes. Okay. So here, this is what I want to I want to I want to get this very clear. So basically, first every player you might think is something you think like you you're, when you said go to a different game, and I I agree with you. But then, do you know how they play the normal game of chess? Like they're normal. just as fast, but like still, it's different, dude. Okay. Listen, listen. This is how they play. Okay. The normal classical chess, they're playing in the World Chess Championship for the first 14 games or 12 games, whatever. It's a 30 or it's, it's actually, no, it's two hour. It's a two hour game to 40 moves. So each player moves. Each player gets two hours. So you have a time. You have a clock. So I move. I hit the clock. The other player's clock starts. They move. They hit the clock and you go back and forth. So it's limited. I didn't realize there was a limit to the t- number of turns as well. No, it's not, like, li- it's not limited, but it's until 40 moves. Yeah, but what was that 41? The game's okay. the Armac draw? So if you reach 41 moves, then you get an you get an additional one hour. Okay, then what's the point of the, the turn limit? I don't understand what the turn limit is for. Because, okay, because, um, you know, basically, Molly, basically, you get to 41 moves, you get an additional hour. I don't, I don't I can't tell, I can't tell you the details. But the point is, you get four, you get an additional hour, all right? Okay. Here the games are being played. They play a move, and they don't just smack the clock, and they just play the games. They play a move, and they sit there for, like, an hour just thinking. Like, before they play the move, they play the move first. No, no, actually both times. But, of course, usually before they play the move, they're just thinking. Okay, okay. I thought it was, like, they always move first, and, like, that changes, like, there's, like, different rules if you move the piece first, then think. Okay. So, let me talk about a specific game. This game that was played yesterday, not today's game. Game 6, which was played yesterday. For example, before the two hours were up, they only had, like, about five seconds left, and they weren't at 40 moves yet. Okay, 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 see. Both of their clocks were around five seconds. So they're playing moves really quickly, smacking the okay, thing. Okay, so now I see why the turn thing kind of makes a difference. Okay. Yeah, they must have calculated 40 moves. So basically, but they reached 41 moves or 40, you know, that, that amount of moves. So they got an additional hour and they were a little bit relaxed. But you only have an hour. And after that hour is done, you only have 30, uh, is it 30 minutes or 30 seconds? I'm actually, wait, I have a year. What am I saying? You have, uh, okay, here we go. You have 15 minutes for the rest of the game. And if you, if you run out of time, it's game over for you? Yes, but... But okay. every single time you, you make a move, you get 30 seconds. Oh, so if a move takes less than 30 seconds, you're net positive. Or is it just... Yes, yes. No, you're right. Okay, okay. okay. But that only starts at move 61. So it, it, details don't matter. The point is... The These point are some is, really complex rules. Oh, my God. Yes, but the point is you're it's playing a game. It's just chess, guys. Calm down. No, 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 no. See, the thing is, it's not like a normal game of chess you're thinking. It's like you play a move, you're thinking a lot. And then, okay, two hours... Actually, four hours pass, kind of, because you're two players. And then you get an additional hour. Then you you play okay two more hours pass now you're you're really stressed out because you only have fifteen minutes so you really have to like you can't think that much anymore so it's already getting faster in the same normal normal game format and then you get thirty seconds of course so people usually have around five minutes maybe three minutes and you just keep playing here and there you lose a little bit of time but that's it after that happens you get all these draws what happens next so this is the this is the classical thing but they could all be draws which happened last World Chess Champion it was against Magnus Carlsen defen- uh, the defender and Fabiano Caruana 
Italian, but Italian American. So he's playing on the under the American flag, and they all drew. All games are drew, drawn. Then they move on to rapid draws. chess. I'm pretty sure the term is draws. All games were draws. All game were drawn. Okay, they were draws, and um, then they move to rapid chess. So this is called classical chess. They move to rapid chess. Rapid, as the name implies, is rapid. It's instead of being um, instead of giving two hours, they're giving like. I think sixty minutes or something. It's, it's like a one hour, or maybe like less than one hour. I don't, I don't know the deal. Actually, I think it's like ten minutes. It's like it's like way less. Okay. Then if all of those games draw, which are like I think there's you only like three or four games, then you play Blitz or Bullet. I don't remember which one. Which are even shorter, three minute games. But every single time you make a move, you get like some time increment back. But they're very short games. They're very fast, right? If those draw, then you get to the Armageddon, which is really strange ruling, which we already kind of talked about. But it's basically. Uh, I think I don't know. I think white or black goes first. You do a toss up or whatever. But black only gets four minutes. White gets five minutes. So it's like you get you get a little bit less time for black. But if black doesn't lose, so if they draw, black wins. Oh, okay. That's actually really interesting. So it's like okay, this did no way to get a tie. This is impossible to get a tie. Yeah, and Armageddon matches you don't get a tie. Wait, what about stalemate though? You can just stalemate chess. If you draw, then black wins. That's how oh okay okay oh wow okay that's interesting. That's like okay you you lose the time advantage. You have less thinking time but you just had to get a draw you get a draw or you just had to wait for time to yeah you get a draw and that's it and you win uh it's really interesting that's but the armageddon i'm not sure if the armageddon has ever having a world chess champ a world chess championship it might it might have happened in other tournaments but i'm not sure about the world one but they definitely have gone to the rapid portion and the reason why max is so good is because he's really he's the he's really good at blitz and rapid chess he's very good that's at the that. thing that's why i don't like the system because like if it's if it <laughs> if you're good enough to be good at blitz i feel like you will probably be at least semi decent at the regular game enough to like make it to the point where you, t- you just force a bunch of draws. Okay, so let's let's get back to the let's get back to the current timeline though. So game six, which was played yesterday, was historical in the making, and the reason why that is, it is the longest game of chess played in the World Chess Championship since 1978. Okay, that's a while. That's been a while. It took seven hours and 45 minutes to play the game. And it had the most moves at, I don't remember the number, like 140 some plus moves. 136 moves. 7 hours and 15 minutes. That's a, that's a work day right there, basically. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And it went well beyond their schedule, their normal scheduling. How many and games do they play in a day? Is this they play one, one right? game. Just one game. Okay, right? okay. Oh. It's one game. They have a few rest days. No, they have a rest day after a certain amount of games. And then, it, you know, it's, it's a pretty long tournament. This specific game was historical. Not only was it the longest game, not only was it blah, blah, all this amazing stuff, but Magnus won the game. So it wasn't a draw. It was the first non-draw in five years <laughs> in the chess championship. Okay. And it was by Magnus. And it was a really big deal. So people were really going History crazy. History in the making. Somebody actually won. Oh my God. <laughs> so he just got one point, right? Instead of halfway, he gets one point. <laughs> it's the kind of deal. So he's ahead now in the tournament. Um, it's kind of a big deal because... And he was playing as the white pieces. So they, 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 they go back and forth, right? White, then black, then white, black. So he was playing the white, and white is usually attacking. Black is usually defending. And here's another interesting section. They reached the end game pretty quickly. Um, and, you know, end game theory is like a whole other deal. But the cool thing about end game stuff is if there are seven pieces left on the board, then a computer can calculate the exact optimal. Like if both players play optimally, you can figure out who's going to win. Or if it's gonna okay, so like the, the the game space of how many possible moves a person can make is low enough that a computer can just like chug through them all. Yep, and the computer does, and that's what they call the table set. 
So, or well, the table data set. I don't know what it's called. Oh, that's whatever. crazy. So, like, yeah, I guess at that point, some guy could just be on the side just, like, looking at the thing, but, like, oh, that was suboptimal. That, that's exactly what they do. They look at that stuff, and they look at what the players do, and you, they're doing really well. They're playing the great moves, best moves. Then, unfortunately, Nepo doesn't play the move that makes that gets him a draw. So, as soon as they make, they see him lose, they say, oh, Max is definitely going to win. Or he's not gonna definitely going to win, because it was the, originally, when they reached the seven moves, it was a draw. Like, it's going to be a draw. Yeah, if both players say optimally, it's a draw. It's a draw. But Nepo, I don't want to say blundered, but he did some things that maybe he wasn't supposed to do, and Max was able to get the victory. I mean, I'm, I wouldn't even say, like, maybe. If the computer says this is the route, like, this is the, the probability tree, that's it. That's the way it's going to go. Potentially. But remember, this is 7 hours and 45 minutes. They, they're both getting tired. Like, you're basically saying, like, if Magnus plays some optimally as well, it could swing the other way. But Magnus is also known for his endurance. So it's not like a, you know, it's not a... I mean, you have deal. to be if, if you're if you're prioritizing blitz. He's just he, I feel like Magnus is just like he's smart. He's like optimizing for the speed rounds, and he has to build the endurance to get to those speed rounds. He is because they have a post uh, game con like you know question and stuff, and they asked him, and he even literally said like I noticed that I'm not sure if he said this exactly, but he said he noticed that Nepo was losing focus, so he literally prolonged the game as much as he can. This is the, this is an advantage <laughs> that he used. Damn, these are some crazy Nepo. mind games here. <laughs> it's like screw chess. We're just gonna we're just gonna we're just gonna bring the guy down through time. But, you know, props for Nepo is doing really well. Honestly, doing really well. And the games that Nepo and Magnus played before in the past, I think in the Norway 2021 championship, Nepo won four of them or something. Against, and Magnus won one or something. And they drew the rest or something. I don't know what it was, but he played better. So anyways, the details are... But they do a lot of prep. The thing is, they do a lot of preparation. They have, like, their seconds. And they do a lot of thinking. And they different movements. And, you know, you know, I already told you how it, it's weird, right? Because the first eight moves they play is all just standard theory. Then after that, oh, it gets a little bit different. And Max like, why, they asked Max like, why did you spend so long thinking on this one move? He's like, I literally forgot the move set. What is that supposed to mean? He forgets the move set. It's because he's he memorized the best optimal move. Well, there's no reason to think of the best optimal move. They're using engines to figure it out. That's how they train, right? Yeah. They called Magnus like the golden child kind of deal because he's born at a time when, you know, they they use these chess players starting are starting to use chess engines to get good instead of just you know theory. Just they're using engines now. Yeah, the first of a new generation of chess players. Exactly. No, exactly. And he 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 is right. He's like broken a lot of records. Anyways, so that's cool and all. That's amazing. It's, it's wonderful. It's wonderful. But the game before that one was the most accurate game in chess history. What does accurate mean? It means if you play the most optimal moves or the best moves considered by the Stockfish AI or whatever AI they use, they played really well. Like they played the best out of, in history out of all the games they have in the database recorded. But there's a little bit of variation there, but pretty much they did, which is kind of impressive to me because, like, at, are we getting to the time where people are, like, humans are getting, like, super efficient now? Like, they're doing, they're basically just AIs. They're, they're just engines now. They're just like, here's, this is the best move. Like, I'm the, I'm the most accurate move ever. This is kind know. of what killed, like, learning chess for me was when I realized, like, it just dawned, like, oh, this is just, like, a memorization at this point. Like, at a high enough level, it just becomes a memorization that completely drained any interest I had in the game. A lot of it is memorization, but, you know, because there's so many possibilities... It's a. Uh, I mean, if you can think of like an engine, then kind of yeah. It does make you wonder, like if the, like if we get to the point where a computer can solve chess, like solve it, solve it. Would it be to the point where like a human can like basically solve it too, like just doesn't memorize the solutions, at least to a low enough number of pieces. Obviously, like, there's no way, I, I, there's no way in any alternate universe a human can memorize the entire space of chess, but like enough that they were basically guaranteed to win every time because they just memorized more of the the spaces than the other opponent did. Yeah, it was also about recalling those things really quickly too. So it's a, it's, it's. You're right, you're right, definitely. But isn't that like kind of like any? Kind of, well, anyways, the thing is, chess is deterministic. You know, there's no probability in chess. There's no 
physical attributes in chess. You know, a soccer player, if he breaks something, that affects him forever. Uh, with poker, it's like you're shuffling cards. There's always probability. You don't have... It's not, what is it, a pure information game? Like, you, you can't know what your other opponent has. Chess is like, this is chess. Like, well, every possible game of chess long. we could write down. Maybe not, for, not long. for long. Because There's a 10% chance the pawn trips and doesn't go forward one square? No, because there is a variant of chess, which was popularized by Bobby Fischer, because he actually didn't like the classical format of chess. He said he said the same thing. It was kind of like, you know, opening theory, blah, blah. He created something called Chess 960, which the pieces are randomized. Uh, this is Football X7, Chess 960. The way the pieces are randomized in the beginning. All of them. Like, you're not naming the same for I don't both know. I, don't, I think the pawns stay the same, but everything else is random. I don't know the exact details, right? But they, they, they get randomized. But it, it, yeah, so they, it, you can't just memorize every type of game. Every new game should be new again. And so pe- people are thinking maybe it's going to be in the, the thing. It may be an official event, but, you know, I doubt it. But, you know, anyways, because they're very, they're, remember, the chess people are very, very posh. They're like, this is chess. You know, got to be, you got to be, you know what I'm saying? Like, got to be careful. You got to be wearing nice clothes and stuff like that. It's chess, you know? It has, some, it has style kind of deal. Anyways, the game they played today was a draw. So somehow Nepo needs to come back. Who knows how they'll do that. But actually, I heard it was a blunder too. Because the thing is, they're tired. There was no rest day today. So they, like, especially Nepo, he's not very used to this. He played suboptimally. Is what people say anyways. Carlson already has the, 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 the proof to back his stuff up. So no one can really say anything, right? It's, uh, it's one of those things. I'm just so astonished. Like, so many details of the story, like, blow my mind like you said earlier like he was gonna like so surprised like yeah like first of all i didn't realize it was like a defender versus champion setup basically and then like the fact that they use like at some point like the game creates a point where it's like oh yeah the ai just knows exactly what the best move is possible period and the players are able to almost perfectly match that already yep yep they're that good they're that good and then after the game ends anyways they go and they learn from the game like they talk to their people and you'll see the games they play are very similar like they've same openings, same stuff, because they're trying to. They're like, oh, I've studied this position now, and I know how to defeat this movement. And people say like, oh, like oh, Max, have you figured out how to defeat this yet? And he's like, oh, you don't really say the full answers, right? They're because they're they want to be they want to be kind of like coy and they want to give away the secrets. It does bother me. Like I, I need to know like so did the COVID actually affect the tournament last year? Like did they just did they just not hold it or did they like what happened? Oh, yeah, I think they pushed it back to decide who's going to be the the challenger, right? It was split. So, like, the first couple of games were played, like, the first matches were played, but not the last half. So, there was a huge break in between, which is one of the reasons why people think Nepo won. Because he's a really good player, but he needs the time to think kind of deal. But now that we're in the World Chess Championship format, there's not really that much time to think. So, are you saying that they basically forced them all to play in person in the end? They never did, like, an online Oh, that's game? a great question. I don't know about that. I don't know about that. I don't think they ever play online. I don't, I don't think they ever play online. Oh, that's my kinda God. Like a, that's kind of like a... That's so dumb. All right. No, dude, I you, get know, like, you never know. You I, never know who, how someone's cheating and stuff. You, what are they going to do? Like, I, I get, like, for the cheating thing, but, it's like, at that point, just send, like, a dude to his house. Just, like, or, you know, you can set up, they could set up rooms for the contestants who can then go to those rooms and play. Like, there's so many solutions here. They're just, like, I, but I know for a fact that, yeah, they're going to they're gonna say things that you're going to say. They're, like, oh, no, it's all about sitting in front of your opponent, the tactile feel of the pieces, looking into your opponent's eyes, reading their body language. Like, I get it. That was another meme, actually. They're, like, oh, did you see? Did you see the referee, dude? I'm not a referee, but the host, dude. He's he he. The referee? You can't move that piece there. No, no, no. He he looked kind of he looked kind of uh shocked when Magnus Carlsen and Ian Nep- Nepo made eye contact. I was like, is this real life? Is this real life? Is that? Do they not make eye contact? And I guess they don't. Apparently, they don't. It's like one of those things. 
they're too busy reading like how many times he's shaking his leg per second. Like, oh, it's three bounces per second. He's gonna move the pawn on a five. Uh, but after the match, you know, they're nice. They discuss the game and they talk. They talk to each other here and there. It's nice. It's nice. Who knows? Who knows if? Who knows? Magnus has so far reigned for a long time. You know. Yeah. He is the highest rated like, chess player. The thing is, like, human bodies don't last very long, right? Totally speaking, you know. Like, yeah. I, age is gonna catch up to him eventually. Like, for, like, guess it's the way it works. Until like, unless you can find a way to like stop aging, like we talked about way too many times. And like, and not even not even the aging part. People are just players are just getting better now because they're using the engines better engines are coming out they're getting better and better and not, not just because the engines but mostly because of the engines like we we know like uh the the, the ali reza Faroja, we just talked about him he's already qualified for the next championships candidates tournament so he could be the next potential world champion people are people are like you know going like oh maybe he is maybe i, I think it's a little far-fetched but you know you never know and he's really young right he's super young but this is the same age that Max was getting traction too so he could be the next Magnus. That's kind of, maybe that's how it works. You gotta be this kind of age range, and you gotta you know you get up like that. It does seem interesting. Like, you mentioned like Magnus was like the first of his the generation that grew up with the engines and had those tools available to develop their skills. But even then, like like I said, most people who are younger than him should should have had those exact same tools, if not better tools. And yet here he he stands. Yeah, you know he's 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 insane. He's insane. There's definitely something special about him as a person, beyond just he had better tools than the previous. No, he is he's very good. And he's very good. Like, the thing is, he's not just very good in normal chess, classical. He's also very good in blitz chess and bullet chess, rapid chess. He's good in all the variants, too. So it's a blind chess. I guess that's the end. That's the end of the podcast, I guess. All right. Thanks for listening, gang. I don't know. I wonder who's going to win the World Chess Championship. Will the, will the audience know by the time this comes out? No, no. Oh, they won't? Cool, I cool. don't think so. That's really rare for this podcast because of how early we record these things. Stop, Moldy. You're, I thought you're losing the magic now and all this kind of... Whatever. Anyways. Hamza, you said yesterday's game was game six. They figured out... They know exactly what day this was recorded. I didn't even realize that. Okay. See, I told you. I can't um, turn it off, dude. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not like... Yeah, you can. You really can. I do. I, I constantly turn it off. Like, the second you said, I was like, oh, no. He, he, he revealed the date this is being recorded. It's too difficult. Okay. Anyways. This is a long-winded goodbye. Have a good one. See ya. Hope to see you next time. Let's go.